Welcome to the Present to Possibility Podcast, where we give you a moment of peace in your day or night and provide tools that will allow you to be in the now, acknowledge your present, and then take steps to activate and achieve your possibility. This is a podcast where you'll be positioned to make personal progress and experience relaxation at the same time. I'm Atiba, and I'm glad you're here. That we are together, again, and about to experience part three of four on routines. Previously, in part one, we looked at what is working. Those things, those experiences, those ways of being that are showing us joy. Then, in part two, we gave ourselves the grace to acknowledge and identify what is not serving us, what isn't working. Today, in part three, we get to explore and express ways to build upon parts one and two and identify with curiosity, ways to facilitate our continued growth through disruption of our routines. I'd like to invite you to be and sit with that word for a moment. Disruption. What a word. What does it mean to you? What image does it create? For some, Disruption evokes feelings of angst, of discomfort, as a concept, and in the effort to open us up to gaining new insights, remember this now and always. I'm here with you. Let's get to it. As you continue to allow yourself space, time, and opportunity to reflect on what disruption is, what disruption is not, and how it occurs for you in your life, I'd like you to not just acknowledge any emotional response you may have with and around that word, but also want to extend to you acknowledgement that oftentimes disruption can and will be scary. To not know how something's gonna turn out, how something is going to end up as you make a shift or course correction, or as something enters into your life that breaks you away from your routine without your permission sometimes, and certainly without your approval in others. As you do this, as you expose yourself to reorienting your perspectives around just the very word and opportunity for disruption, consider this. What would be in service? In other words, what would support you in accomplishing something that is new, untested, 
untried. I invite you also to consider that disruption can serve and be the energy to feed and to nourish the anticipated breakthrough that can come mainly and most readily as a consequence of breaking our routine, of going outside of and beyond what has been tried and true and what is not currently part of our repeated processes. Allow me to provide an example. In my work, I interacted with a client who was in a position where they wanted to work out a bit more regularly uh, and commit themselves to changing their eating habits. And they expressed that each and every time they made that statement to themselves and taken action to live and experience that change, it didn't work out. They became frustrated two weeks in. They missed one workout, which led to them missing multiple workouts. And each time this happened, they committed to doing differently the following week, at the beginning of the following week, only to again experience a lack of follow through, a missed commitment. And as part of our dialogue, as part of our, our interaction, I really worked with them to allow them to focus and develop, nurture, and really build some support structures to activate and lie in their path to help them make this shift that aligned with their commitment. So again, their commitment was to eat differently, eat more healthily, and to work out more regularly. Because this was new for them, building support mechanisms to facilitate that continued effort really was supportive of them and aligned with their commitment. So where do you want disruption? How can you activate some steps to experience this difference that you envision? Now, I mentioned commitment earlier. Uh, I invite you to consider that commitment can be a goal. It doesn't always have to be. And if you look at it from a goal standpoint, position and perspective, what would that larger goal look like if and when it's broken down into smaller or bite-sized pieces? It could look like many things. Now, in the example I've, I've shared, what came up for my client was creating and establishing that one difference to their diet that meets their stated objective. So what my client elected to do in this case was to just cut out a specific kind of fast food. They were regularly eating lunch back when the world was much more open than it is now. Uh, outside of their office and because it was something close nearby and fast it didn't necessarily mean or equate to it being the healthy option so what my client started to do was to eat two meals a week that were prepared at home and brought to work in keeping with wanting to exercise more regularly uh, we came to establish that eating lunch outside of her office and in different surroundings could operate for her positively on two fronts. First, 
it would cause her to be up and about, mobile and active, on her way to experience her lunch. And then secondly, she was able to eat a meal that she had prepared at home, had much more ability to acknowledge and to be cognizant of what it was that she was putting into her body as far as nourishment and be able to experience the meal itself without feeling rushed or hurried. Now, this two meals per week elevated to three and then ultimately four days a week through her repeated process. So she tried it out for one week, was successful, didn't experience frustration. Those stumbling blocks that occurred, she was committed again to that larger and overarching goal. So the disruption was supported by her continued effort. As small as it may have been, one meal turned into two. But through her repeated process, two meals turned into three, and then ultimately to those four meals per week that were prepared at home prior to going to work. So with that, she was able to actually be out of the office, getting her activity, making the walk. And by being more active physically, she was doing more than one thing that aligned with her goal. What's the takeaway with that? Again, everyone's goals are different. Everyone's perspectives are unique to them. There are some common denominators, though, and that is success builds upon success. Whether it be through calendar invites, alarms, uh, a tickler that we give ourselves to remind us to do a certain thing, to pull ourselves away from our desk, whatever that thing is, it presents opportunity for us to experience success around it. So again, going back to this client example, the workouts also went from twice a week to four times a week. And they were able to get these workouts in during the duty day, during the work day. And so finding the time to do this was a non-issue because they were creating the time to do this. Now as a concept, reframing our response to the word disruption, it certainly presents a empowering opportunity to really focus and build upon our successes as grand or as small as they may be. I invite you to be curious around this. Why do failure and disruption as words cause such deep emotional responses in many of us? Does it evoke a deep emotional response for you? We're all human. Last I checked. And to acknowledge our fears, our emotions, our hopes, our dreams, I assert all of that is key. It's so much a part of our experience as human beings as active participants in our lives.
disruption may indeed have a negative connotation. It's an emotional connection. It's an emotional response to a word. Disruption does not have to be bad. It does not have to be good. It doesn't have to be any one thing or another. It doesn't have to mean something has gone wrong. It does not have to mean that there is a insurmountable conflict. Disruption is not inherently bad or good. Embracing that, acknowledging that, in addition to any emotions that come up around the world, can allow you, can facilitate, and can position you to experience the word and the activity of disruption differently. So with that, here's my challenge. How can you view disruption as a positive? How can you observe and experience what comes up when you think about disruption? Are you able to sit with those emotions without judging them? What is something that becomes possible to you by embracing something that may be disruptive to your routine or to your perspective on how things are for you currently, presently, in this moment, in this time? By experiencing the emotion, by acknowledging those sensations that come up for you around the word disruption and then choosing to act or to be in such a way as to promote that continued growth, that internal perspective, that newfound insight that makes itself apparent by disrupting your routine can be powerful. It can be motivating. And by building support structures that align with that commitment that comes through the disruption, you position yourself for continued success and enhanced well-being. Wherever or whenever you are in the world, I hope to have been able to bring and share with you some tools and insights and challenge questions that I and we hope can position you to add more light, more clarity, and focus to your life in this area around disruption. Thank you so much for listening in. See you next time. Live well. <laughs>